0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake.
1: And I'm also Jake, and today it's such an honor for the Swish Podcast for, to welcome former Colgate and Connecticut college basketball player Dave Brown to the podcast. He is also the founder of BSNY, a basketball organization for kids to play and just learn the skills of basketball. So Dave, um, how have you been during the quarantine? Thank you for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Very impressive what you put together. Really excited to be here. Me and my family have been great, you know, getting to spend a lot of extra time together and catch up on some basketball projects that I don't know if I would have had the time to do had there not been a, a quarantine.
0: So we hope that you and your family are staying safe and let's start this interview. So we're first going to ask you questions about like your basketball playing career and what made you start and And our first question is, when did you start playing basketball and what drew the basketball over any other sports you played when you were a kid?
2: Sure. I started playing basketball when I was um, probably like eight or nine years old. I went to Camp Winodoo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but um, I was one of the better players there. We played so many different sports, and because of the success I had while playing basketball, I kind of stuck with it and kept playing and playing and playing. I was always taller and stronger than most of the other kids my age, so it helped me become more confident in my abilities, and I kind of stuck with it throughout the years. So speaking on the topic of when you were
1: younger, um, did you have a favorite basketball team and favorite basketball player?
2: Of course, of course. You guys are too young to know this, but New York City in the 1990s, which was well before you were born, the Knicks were the best team in the NBA, or one of every single year next to the Bulls at Michael Jordan. So, my favorite player from those teams was Patrick Ewing. Uh, He's the Knicks' all-time leading scorer, I think, and rebounder, and block shots leader. And he was um, just fun to root for. And the team was so good. The city, if you can imagine, at the time, everybody in New York City was a Knicks fan. Nobody considered rooting for any other team.
0: (laughs) So, our next question, that following that question, is in the high school. You won that New York SAIS title twice. So how did it feel winning, that, winning the like title on All-New York for your high school team?
2: It was a lot of fun. My first time we won, I was at Riverdale, and I was um, a freshman in high school and the only freshman that got moved up to the varsity team. So that was a pretty special experience, and I got to sign my first autograph when we went upstate to play in the championships, as a ninth grader which was pretty cool something my parents um, were able to take a photo of me signing an autograph which was a lot of fun and then when I was a senior in high school and I got to start and play every game at the Dwight School um, it was a little different because I was such a big part of the team but it was equally as enjoyable and probably more so when. it
1: so um. Moving on, for
2: college, what made you choose Colgate? Um, Colgate was the best academic school that was recruiting me to play basketball along with um, Army. But I did not want to go to join the U.S. Army. I didn't think it was the right fit for me. And the coaches came to my house and asked me to come to Colgate and gave me a big scholarship to go there. So it was a no-brainer. Uh, you know, my parents were very proud that I had the opportunity to go to Colgate because I had studied so hard in school and practiced for my SATs and did well enough that they could recruit me. So it was a pretty cool feeling to have coaches travel four hours to come see me and ask me to join their basketball program.
0: So, after two years of Division I experience at Colgate, you finished your collegiate basketball experience at Division III Powerhouse Connecticut College in the NESCAC. So, what made you leave Colgate to Connecticut College?
2: Um, I got hurt my sophomore year and had to have ankle surgery. And when I came back, the starting power forward for the team had won Patriot League Rookie of the Year, which is a big deal. So with a younger player starting in my position, I didn't think there would be a great opportunity for me to play. Um, He was just much better than I was. And I wanted to spend my my time that I was putting into the team and getting better and my skills be rewarded with playing time. And I didn't just think it was a realistic possibility to do that with somebody that much better playing ahead of me. So I went to Connecticut College which was um, a little bit of a lower level of basketball, but still great. And two of my teammates from high school at Dwight were playing there also. So we kind of reunited three years later.
1: So upon graduation, you spent time coaching for Collegiate High School, John Jay College, correct me if I'm wrong with the pronunciation, Susquehanna University. Susquehanna, and-
2: you're close enough. You're close enough. That's pretty good on a first
1: go. Organization here in Manhattan.
2: So, what made you go into coaching? Uh, when I graduated college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and my mother had um, given me some good advice. She said, Do what you love and love what you do. And at the time, I really loved basketball, I loved the competition, and it was a way for me to do something that kept me close to basketball or in basketball.
0: So, a little while after, after that, you started BSNY, Basketball Stars in New York. So, what made you start BSNY after coaching at, those, at the place that Jake already said?
2: So, in between all of my coaching, I went to work for the New Jersey Nets. And I was selling tickets for the Nets and working in their marketing department. And I didn't feel like my life was being fulfilled and I really wasn't loving my job. It was cool to be part of the NBA, but it wasn't um, that much fun. So I wasn't enjoying it. So I decided to volunteer and coach for an AAU basketball program called New Heights. They gave me the opportunity to do so. So after work a couple days a week, I would practice the team at like 7 or 7.30 at night. And I really enjoyed that. So I kind of took that experience and said, this is what I want to do. And at the same time, the New Jersey Nets were running all of these basketball clinics for kids on the weekends or at different schools. And I had come close to the department that was doing it. So they'd asked me to run these clinics as well, knowing of my basketball background. Um, so I'd run those clinics. And my wife had said, if you enjoy doing the clinics so much and coaching the team, wanted to do something like this on your own and you don't have to go to work in a suit every day from 7.30 in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. You can just figure it out here. So I left the Nets and I started BSMY because I realized it was a way to stay close to basketball. And I was starting to really enjoy working with kids as much as I enjoyed the basketball
1: So while at SNY, you have found many great coaches, including guys who have played in the NBA, Division I, college, and internationally. So what's the number one thing you look for in a good coach?
2: So that's a great question, Jake. But the key to success in coaching and working with kids uh, is threefold. You need three things. The first, every coach that I've ever met with, to work has which is a love for basketball so that's not really hard for us to find because people don't come to us if they don't like basketball two they have to be really professional they have to be able to show up on time they have to be able to set a good example for kids just by who they are not by trying but just naturally and the most important part without question way more than anything else is they have to love working with kids if they don't love working with kids it's not something that'll be long-lasting they could be a really good coach and they could be a really good guy but if they don't love working with kids the kids feel that and they don't do a great job so those are the three things that i really look for
0: so our next question is what's your favorite thing is about coaching The best part about coaching for me is
2: just the relationships that I'm able to build with the kids that I'm coaching and their families. And I've developed some great friendships over the last 20 years doing this coaching in college, kids that I still speak to today that are men, um, coaching at Dwight High School, where I'm able to watch some of the kids I coach go on and play in college, and at BSMY coaching some of these kids, watching them grow up, becoming friendly with the parents, um, getting advice from them on life and, you know, things that we could be doing better and, you know, even having an occasional meal or two with some of the parents.
1: So this one's kind of similar to the last one, but what's just your favorite thing in general about, about the game of basketball?
2: Um, I love the competition, you know, competing, working hard to see the reward of success so watching the development and all the time and effort people put it to get better and then see it be rewarded is a great thing and it's um the way things should be in all parts of life but not always are but on the basketball court normally when you work the hardest the good good things come
0: so now we're just going to hit you four, like, rapid-fire questions. Not really so much basketball-related, but still are. Our Why first... only four? Um, this is another number we came up with. Uh, so um, okay. the, fir- the first one's like, what's your favorite place that you just traveled to, just either in basketball, for BSNY, or just for anything, really? Um, well,
2: I've been quarantining with my family in Aruba right now for the past four months, luckily, because my wife got us here just as the pandemic was starting. So it's hard for me to have a f- more favorite place on earth than Aruba.
1: So what is your favorite non-basketball
2: team and non-basketball player? Any sport? Any yeah, sport. Not- the New York Mets. Are you guys Mets fans?
0: I'm Mets fan I am the- he's Mets. But we're a huge baseball fans, so.
2: Okay, great. The Mets are my favorite team. Uh, it used to be the Giants, but as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed baseball a little bit more. Buddy. And my favorite athlete, you're asking, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or favorite person. Favorite athlete?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say basketball. That's
2: a good question. Hard Probably Darryl Strawberry of the Mets, but he might be a little uh, old for you guys. I know right?
1: I know who he is. He's the all-time home run leader for the Mets, I think. That a boy, Jake. You got it.
0: So our third to
2: question. Today, I would say no Syndergaard.
0: So our third question is, what's your next best sport outside basketball?
1: Like, play-wise.
2: To play? Yeah great swimmer I'm a terrible golfer and I think if I had played football in high school I might have
1: made it to the NFL so um, our last question is what's What is going to be your first thing you do once like everything the quarantines quarantine stops like, and COVID-19 is kind of over so what's the first thing you're going to do
2: I am going to get back in the gym and put up some jump shots. That
1: was a good
2: answer. <laughs> so, the truth. <laughs> and maybe go for a nice dinner in
0: Manhattan. Okay. So thanks so much again, Dave, for joining us. To our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment, follow, and drop a like on our po- podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot, Dave, and just have a great day and stay safe.
1: You too, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening, and everyone stay safe, and we hope you like this podcast. Thank you.